thank God it's Friday afternoon once again, Green Rush Live here on Pro Cannabis Media. I'm Jimmy Young, the founder of Pro Cannabis Media. And every week on Fridays, four o'clock Eastern time, we talk about the business of cannabis every third Friday of every month. Morgan Fox joins us. This time, of course, he joins us again from Washington, D.C., and he now works for Normal, the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. Morgan, always a pleasure to check in with you in our nation's capital. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Jimmy? Good enough. Good enough. What's the latest? Everybody knows when we talk to Morgan Fox, we get the latest on the legalization front. Where are we? Are we going to see some new bills being introduced in April? That seems to be what's going on. Well, unfortunately, I don't have that much new to report. Um, you know, we've been hearing from uh, Senate Majority Leader Schumer for uh, a few weeks now that uh, the Cannabis Administration and Opportunity Act is going to be introduced in April. And actually, uh, Senator Cory Booker, who is uh, one of the original co-sponsors or will be one of the original co-sponsors of that, um, recently published an op-ed, uh, which reiterated this goal of introduction in uh, April. Uh, so hopefully they stick to that. Um, I'm getting increasingly worried that that might not be the case, given uh, everything that's going on with geopolitics and, uh, you know, the potentiality for the expansion of uh, the, uh, the invasion of Ukraine to other new territories and issues with various uh, budgets and spending bills. So uh, it makes me a little bit nervous, but I still have my fingers crossed that that will happen. Um, one of the things that I think would help spur that into action and make sure that uh, the sponsors of CAOA uh, get it introduced in their uh, their April timeline would be if the House were to pass the Moore Act. Um, that would serve a couple of purposes beyond just uh, helping to uh, keep the Senate to its timeline, uh, which would eventually allow us to have hearings in the Senate on comprehensive cannabis policy reform, which really haven't taken place yet. Um, you know, unfortunately, we're hearing that uh, um, despite getting uh, some really good indications that there would be a floor vote in March, that that's now uh, in a little bit of question unless um, advocates are able to obtain more co-sponsors, uh, both uh, Democrats and Republicans. Um, currently, there's only one Republican co-sponsor for the Moore Act in the House, and uh, that is an individual who some other Republicans may be a little bit nervous to join on a bill with. Um, so I can totally understand that. But at the same time, this is a bill that uh, I think uh, really speaks to uh, constituencies and bases across the uh, political spectrum and something that uh, we really need to move quickly, because if we don't get any sort of action on comprehensive cannabis policy reform in the House in Q1 or at the very least, you know, by the first week of Q2, it's very likely that it'll get pushed back to the lame duck if it even happens at all. And we'll get lost in the scrum of campaigning and all of the other uh, issues that are currently facing Congress right now. So we're uh, we're trying to put a lot of pressure on uh, Speaker Pelosi's office to bring this to a vote as soon as possible. Um, you know, it, we're very confident that it would pass if it were come, uh, to come up for a vote. Uh, we just got another co-sponsor, uh, Representative uh, Panetta from um, California. And, uh, you know, it, it seems like uh, something that would be uh, you know, relatively low hanging fruit. But at the very basic level, the American people deserve to know where members of Congress stand on this issue. And this would be a very easy way to show them. Well, 
I will say this. I was really encouraged that there was a bipartisan vote in the Senate the other day to outlaw daylight savings time. It is the only thing that we have been able to see both sides unanimously agree upon that this turning back the clocks and turning ahead of the clocks perhaps doesn't make much sense in 2022. That being said, this cannabis issue continues to get lost in this bipartisan politics. That is a fact in Washington, D.C., isn't it? Yeah, partisan politics are definitely an issue here. Um, you know, it's also an issue of prioritization. Um, you know, I've always said that support for cannabis policy reform in Congress is a mile wide and an inch deep. And even among voters, uh, if you really ask them what their priority lists are, uh, with few exceptions, it's generally like pretty low on the list. That being said, it's something that a lot of people on both sides of the aisle and across the political spectrum, when you look at voters, want to see happen. Um, so the uh, uh, the fact that either party are you know wavering on this or are trying to use it to gain political points is really ridiculous to me when you think that it's an opportunity for all of Congress to show that they can actually get something done that uh, a supermajority of the American people want to see happen. Absolutely. We want to see the clocks and daylight savings time gone too. But the cannabis issue continues to be one I really don't think the politicians of Washington, D.C. even want to discuss. You know, what's happening in the District of Columbia there is, is one example. And then you've got a guy who's running for governor in Texas, Beto O'Rourke, saying, well, you know, Republicans get high just as much as Democrats do. It, it, it's starting to turn into it, it's a serious issue for the industry and yet the politicians continue to kind of push it off at arm's length because I really don't think they want to deal with it. Is that accurate? Uh, partially, yes. You know, it, it's definitely something that keeps getting pushed off at any time some sort of a major issue pops up. Um, cannabis issues usually get pushed to the background or at least get delayed. Um, but when you really think about it, cannabis policy is something that touches on so many other issues that are much more important. And I think that a lot of people, both voters and lawmakers, don't necessarily always see the connections between these issues. Um, you know, whether it's criminal justice or economics or job creation, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. And the fact that, um, you know, what we've seen in the past is that, you know, uh, Democrats will support this and tout it uh, as much as they possibly can until they start uh, getting a little bit worried about uh, polling or about uh, their chances in upcoming elections. Uh, you know, we saw this in 2020 with the Moore Act uh, vote when it was postponed until December because uh, party leaders were worried that it would negatively impact the, uh, uh, the people that were up for re-election in their party in their, uh, their upcoming elections. Um, the polling does not support that theory, but uh, unfortunately, that was uh, what was uh, being uh, touted, um, and in part because of something that the GOP often does, where uh, lawmakers will support uh, both incremental and comprehensive reforms until they get orders uh, from on high with uh, uh, Mitch McConnell to start using this as a wedge issue and start complaining about how many times the word cannabis is mentioned in a major funding bill or something like that. Um, so I think both parties are happy to support it when it's convenient for them and happy to either uh, take a step back or use it as a weapon against each other when uh, that is more convenient. And, you know, that's just no way to govern a country. <laughs> no, there isn't a lot of governing going on right now because of 
too many crises. We've got inflation, correct? We have the, the getting nearer and nearer to the end of the pandemic. I'm not going to say it's over yet, but we're getting nearer and nearer to it. In fact, the New England Cannabis Convention is, is in Boston this week, and it will be a mask-free event inside, which was not the case in September when Mikan was in Boston uh, for that kind of a makeup convention trade show. Um, where are we? I mean, I, I, am, I, I don't think I've ever been this frustrated as an American citizen until the days of when I was a child and a teen, teenage years uh, protesting the Vietnam War in the late 60s and 70s. But at least there was action. Here, it feel, I, I just keep thinking that the politicians don't want to do their jobs. They don't want to be bothered with this issue. It, it keeps rearing its, its head in Washington, D.C., and the Senate certainly doesn't want to work on it, and the House continues to. And I love what Ed Perlmutter said, that he was going to be a pest in, for the rest of his duration of being in Congress uh, to the Senate to get something done. So I, I do think that there's some people who want to see it uh, at some point. How do you appeal when you when you talk to Republicans and Democrats, OK, in your in your lobbying world, if you will, how do you uh, approach each one differently or do you approach each party differently? Well, I think you really have to look out for it. And this is true regardless of party. Uh, you know, I try to figure out exactly what those lawmakers really care about. And nine times out of 10, there's a cannabis connection in there somewhere. Uh, you know, because this issue relates to so many other issues, uh, either, you know, directly or ancillarily. So, um, you know, but at the end of the day, you can just go back and it, hit him where it hurts and look at polling. <laughs> you know, it, all, and it, although sometimes it's a little bit difficult to get really granular poll numbers for individual districts, uh, you know, we, we can just look at national polling and state level polling where it exists and, show them that this is an issue that is a winning issue. And no matter what, they're going to get a couple of points up on the uh, on their own personal polls when it comes election time. And I think it's also important to show that this is something that can be done easily. You know, if, if both parties would uh, stop, I guess, fighting against each other and trying to use this issue against each other or trying to usurp it from each other, uh, they would see that this is something that can help their constituents across the board and show that they can be a cooperative government. Unfortunately, now it doesn't really seem like cooperation is something that most lawmakers are really interested in promoting. Um, it seems like they're most uh, trying to show that they can own their opponents. And, uh, you know, that's uh, that's really unfortunate because it's stopping serious progress from being made, not just on cannabis, but on a lot of, a lot of other issues. Um, but that being said, you know, I, I'm pretty frustrated. But again, we do have opportunities to uh, to make moves uh, this year. Um, you know, I'm, I'm frustrated with the administration as well for not taking any actions on uh, uh, Biden's campaign promises. Uh, particularly when it comes to expunging federal prisoners. You know, we just saw some reports uh, this week showing that uh, federal drug prosecutions, including federal cannabis prosecutions, had decreased, uh, which is good. And I think that that reflects the changing perceptions of cannabis and the changing priorities of cannabis, both with, among the American people as well as at the Department of Justice. Um, but the ones that remain are still very real people that are having their lives impacted by these uh, these failed prohibition policies, and Congress has the opportunity to end them. You know, uh, in the Senate, 
there may not be the votes there to have comprehensive descheduling, but there probably are for some incremental reforms that are based on both like financial issues as well as social justice issues. Um, in the House, we clearly have the votes for comprehensive reforms and have shown it in the past as well as incremental reforms. Uh, so let's just have these votes now so that we can start talking about how to reach a middle ground. And, and even a debate on the Senate floor on this issue, would, would that be seen as a win for the industry, no matter what the result is? At least they'd be talking about it and that would be making news and they would have to support whatever they said on the floor of the Senate. Because if you've got 68% of Americans who want to see this plant legalized, they know it's a hot button issue. You're playing to the ego of these politicians who want to keep their jobs more than do their jobs, which Again, my personal opinion, not yours, nor anyone else at this point, but that's how I look at it. Um, having a debate, a public debate, so you can really see which senators are digging their heels in and what arguments are they really using to dig those heels in. Is a debate on the Senate floor on any of these issues, the MORE Act, the Safe Banking Act, or the CAO Act, is that a win? Well, I mean... We're not going to see a debate on the MORE Act in the Senate. That would pretty much just be CAOA and other incremental uh, measures such as. But the if the MORE Act passes in the House, doesn't it go to the Senate? Not necessarily until it has a, uh, an introduction there. And uh, but Senator Schumer is going to be introducing the CAOA. So, right. um, you know, whatever passes, there would be conference committee on something like that. But that's getting into inside baseball. Um, you know, we don't need to debate in the House anymore on this. It already passed. We just need to get a vote on it to, so that we can pass it again and see where sitting lawmakers are on it, because the, the makeup of the House has changed since 2020. Um, you know, in the Senate, it would be a huge win. Uh, because it hasn't really been discussed in any seriousness before, and it's impossible to get a hearing or a discussion going on these issues until you have some legislation to talk about. And so until this uh, bill is actually introduced, we're not going to see that. Uh, but once we do, uh, it would be monumental because the issue really hasn't gotten, uh, gotten the attention that it deserves uh, in any serious context within the Senate uh, publicly in terms of hearings. And so that would be a, a huge opportunity for not only uh, debating the, the, the intricacies of CAOA, but just generally talking about cannabis policy. And uh, it would allow for a lot more open discussion on the issue and also figure out exactly where everybody stands on it, uh, what their concerns are, what their sticking points are, uh, what things they're most excited about. Uh, you know, I, it would help us move the conversation and we can't have any sort of progress until we have conversation. Absolutely. And I'm big on conversation, as you know, as a talk show host. I like to talk about these issues. I get frustrated with our process, and that's what's going on here. And I do really think that if the if Senator Schumer finally gets around to talking about it with his comrades in the Senate, okay, and they start actually talking about it on the Senate floor, those C-SPAN ratings, do they, I think they still have C-SPAN ratings. Those things will shoot through the roof. People want to hear what the senators are saying about this issue and why they keep avoiding it and avoiding it and putting it off and putting it off. And I tell you, it could backfire on a lot of these senators who are up for election in either in the midterms or in a few more years. That being said, uh, what's it going to take? I mean, how long you said April, that's only a few weeks away. 
are you going to be disappointed if April comes and goes and nothing happens again? I'll be much more disappointed if March comes and goes and we don't get a vote on the MORE Act. Um, so, I mean, for your viewers, uh, the best thing we can do to get this conversation going in the Senate is to pass the MORE Act in the House. And so uh, you can go to normal.org and go to our Take Action page and uh, be able to contact your lawmakers if they aren't already co-sponsors of the MORE Act and urge them to co-sponsor it. And uh, you can also contact uh, Speaker Pelosi's office directly, um, not from that page, but, uh, you know, I urge you to just like look up uh, uh, the speaker's office on, uh, you know, on the Internet and you can find the contact numbers, flood the office with calls, flood their, uh, their uh, email form with messages uh, urging that office to allow for a House floor vote on the MORE Act in March. Uh, that will be the best thing that we can do to not only see where the House stands on this issue, uh, but also to uh, help motivate the Senate to keep moving and keep to its schedule, and then to be able to have hearings on this issue, uh, despite what else is going on, uh, so that we can actually find out where the Senate stands on it. That's right. Hey, look, they settled the baseball uh, dispute, right, between the owners and the players. If those two sides could get together, I would hope that our elected officials can try at least to have an open discussion about this at this point in time. I don't know how much more momentum is necessary. And, and, and as you just said, if you're a, a citizen and you do want to make a difference with this, just send an email to your representatives. Now, I'm from Massachusetts. All my representatives, I'm pretty sure, are supporting this MORE Act. Am I, am I right there? I'm, I, without checking. I, I think almost all of them. Yeah, or at least almost all the Democrats. Right. And that, and by the way, I as much as I'm leaning, obviously, in that direction, the Democrats, you know, are going back on their word. The president of the United States did say he would address this. It would be an issue for him to get behind if it comes to his desk. But that hasn't happened. He has didn't even mention it in his State of the Union address, which I think is a real slap in the face to the entire industry. What was reaction on the Hill that uh, Biden didn't really even mention the word cannabis in the state of the union address? I wasn't surprised at all. It's such yeah. a low priority that it's not even funny. I mean, the fact that he hasn't made any moves on this whatsoever during the course of his presidency, uh, I mean, I think really speaks to the fact that it's not a priority for him. And, uh, you know, major agency leaders, such as in the Department of Justice, Department of Interior, uh, are not going to proactively uh, go up to him and say, hey, we need to change these policies. They're waiting for directives from the top um, in terms of things like reinstating the coal memo or starting to uh, move pardons and expungement. Um, so unless the American people on both sides of the aisle uh, start to uh, contact the administration and ask him to keep his uh, campaign promises on these two very simple issues, uh, I don't think we're going to see too much movement on it because it's simply a low priority issue for the administration. Um, but we have a lot more leeway when it comes to influencing Congress. Right. And that's and that's what you're focusing on is to get a vote on that more act and perhaps get it done. Uh, you even think uh, in the next week or two, the next 10 days, the end of by the end of March. Uh, fingers crossed. If we can get enough co-sponsors, uh, I think that we can make a persuasive argument. Um, at the very least, I'd like to see it done before the, uh, um, you know, the near end of voting in, uh, on, which I believe is April 7th. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. I get you. And get on the phone, get in your emails and get out there and let your feelings be known because it will make a difference in even if it's just in the inbox. Right, Morgan, if you're flooding the inbox, everybody's going to be like, wow, these people, you're starting to see a real movement here that that will make a difference, won't it? Absolutely. All right. There you go. Well, Morgan Fox, you're making a difference in the trenches. And we appreciate that. We also appreciate your appearance here on Green Rush Live every third Friday of the month. Uh, right now, however, we are going to take a break. It's 420. That's normally when we play our Jonathan Edwards song, Shanty. It is my 420 uh, moment, if you will, in my lifetime. So uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back on the other side, Green Rush Live after this break, We'll be on the floor of the New England Cannabis Convention with a whole bunch of interviews, so don't go away. Weed Talk and In the Weeds are two productions of pro-cannabis media supported by Revolutionary Clinics, one of the top medical cannabis dispensaries in the Massachusetts area, now with three locations in Greater Boston, two in Cambridge, and one on Broadway in Somerville. Rev Clinics has a patient-first mission they will customize your needs as a medical patient with the proper titration and combination of strains, flavors, and products. Rev Clinics, where the patient comes first. Difference is building a solution for that individual not just a custom, here's a box, here's a video, here's how you make your VMS. We custom design and custom build every situation for exactly what the customer needs. And we keep the cost low. We have multiple tiers, you know, as far as what you're looking at on the cost side of things. If you want a one-time, you know, where you just pay one initial cost, we have that. If you want to maintain your system and have the highest protection and highest capabilities and highest upgrades at all times, we have different plans for you. But we scale it so it's scalable and affordable 100%. Hey, you want to grow your own plants? Check out Style Lighting's Grow Kit. It is everything you need to become an expert home grower and bring the power of the sun indoors. Style Lighting uses TCP's high-powered commercial LEDs that deliver twice the output in the market. The Grow Kit has a grow bag, a timer, chains to hang the light, and of course the best in the business lighting system by TCP. Check out stylelighting.shop for more information. Meet Caduceus Science, the alternative wellness company. You know CBD, but how about CBG, CBN? That's right, Caduceus Science produces a range of full-spectrum products, all lab-tested in small batches to maintain the highest quality of products. CaduceusScience.com Cannabis Media Programming is available live and on demand on our Facebook page at ProCanna Media, on Instagram at ProCannabis Media, on LinkedIn also at ProCannabis Media, 
on YouTube and YouTube Live on Pro Cannabis Media, Twitter at Pro Media, and on twitch.tv backslash Pro Cannabis Media. So like, share, and subscribe to all of our content, newsletters, and shows live or on demand. We are Pro Cannabis Media.